to Draco's Den and we're getting back to our usual or current usual material. We're going back down the uh, Reddit forums. And the next several shows should go down that road. However, I am going to mention some suggestions that were given to me. Um, for those of you that prefer the wrestling-oriented topics, I was suggested doing some what-ifs in wrestling. Some of the bigger what-ifs. Uh, you know, like what if a certain person's push went the way it was originally planned to do, or if a certain person didn't get the push... What if a certain person didn't die? Please note, however, I will not. In those suggestions for what ifs, I will not cover the what if Chris Benoit was still alive because I just refuse to give him any more recognition. But I will be covering in the future at some point topics like what if Eddie did not pass away and they went along with the plans that we know were going up to WrestleMania 22. What if Evolution, when it broke up or started to break up, what if it was the original plan where Randy Orton kicked Triple H out instead of Triple H kicking Orton out? So Triple H would have been the babyface and Orton would have continued to be healed. What if Owen Hart had survived? Where would he be? What? How, how long would he have done things? Would he have ever been world champion? Things like that. So those are coming down the pipeline in the future. Once I have some time to sit and think about them, research them a little bit from plans that were already in the making and things that we know about their personalities and how much longer they might have continued to wrestle, so on and so forth. But that's in the future. For now, we're going to go back and we're going to venture down some Reddit forums because I still have plenty of topics to cover. Some new, some that I've been sitting on for a while, but you know, the Am I the Asshole forums have just been fun. So let's get to it. Okay, so this one. Am I the asshole for saying I won't coddle my infertile sister anymore? Poster is a female, just to get that out of the way, but let's see what they say. And this is an interesting one, sort of. My sister, Julie, in quotes, so clearly a fake name, has tried to have a baby for five years. She had a miscarriage two years ago, and outside of that has been unable to get pregnant. My heart hurts for her. However, one thing I don't agree with is how my family has handled it. We're not allowed to talk about babies around Julie. Any kids younger than three can't come to family events that she'll attend. She won't attend baby showers, baptism, etc. The last one I understand, but the rest feels like overkill. I got pregnant last year. I told Julie first, and she reiterated her boundaries. I said I understood. The first hurdle came with my baby shower. My mother-in-law was throwing it. I didn't expect Julie to come. Then my mom told me I shouldn't have one period out of respect. I said that was ridiculous. She didn't have to come, so what did it matter? Only three people from my side of the family came to the shower. I'm already irritated with this one. This is why I chose this one. When my son was born, I posted a birth announcement on Facebook. My parents lectured me for this and said it was going to hurt Julie. I said she could mute or block or mute me. They said I should make the effort. Julie echoed that if I cared, I'd stop. I ended up blocking her just to save drama. My aunt's 70th birthday is next week. My husband and I plan to go bringing our son. And hold on. 
Julie called and asked if we were going. She then asked if we got a sitter for our son. I said, no, she doesn't want to miss the party. My aunt is one of the few people who agree that Julie's boundaries aren't fair and wants my son there, that she doesn't get to see him often. Julie got upset and started crying, saying that I was unfair. I finally snapped and asked, what would happen when she got pregnant? Would we all be expected to shower her with the love and attention she's refused to give other people's kids? Will her baby be allowed to attend events? She said that was different. I said, no, I'm not calling her anymore. My son exists, he's family, and he's coming. She can decide if she wants to or not. My parents yelled at me for being mean to Julie. They offered to pay for a sitter, but I said, no, it's not even her house. Am I the asshole? And just for some context before I weigh in on this one as usual, first comment, not the asshole. Your sister's taking this way too far. Your point about her possible child is totally valid. I doubt she's doing this with friends and coworkers. Uh, which the original poster does respond to and actually says she does it with friends, but she doesn't have many to begin with. They also don't have kids, so it's easier. Unsure about work. Follow comment, gee, wonder why she didn't have any friends. So let me go ahead and just get, issue my two cents worth on this one. You are absolutely not the asshole for not coddling somebody who is being unreasonable. I understand it is very heart-wrenching to have miscarriages, to lose a child. Have, you know, while I'm not female, have similar pain as a potential parent with a child of mine that did not make it into this world. Understand that, understandable entirely. However, it is unreasonable, unfair, unrealistic, and total bullshit for someone to expect everyone else to inconvenience themselves for her feelings. So we're supposed to deny the fact that we have children because you couldn't have one? I'm sorry, my child's existence has not become less valid because you couldn't push one out. And that may sound a little bit harsh, but unfortunately, that's the type of thing that somebody like this would need to hear. It sucks that you lost the one and only child you were able to conceive. Absolutely sucks. But my child is not going to be belittled and unincluded from events because you can't handle it. And frankly, it doesn't sound like it's that you can't handle it. It sounds like you enjoy being the victim. I know plenty of women who have miscarried. I know women who've had stillborns. I know women whose children lived outside of the womb for a mere few hours before they pass. I know people that have lost children that were born and, and were there and they lost them to SIDS. I know people that have lost them to car accidents, to stray bullets and all that shit. And not one of them have ever told a motherfucker that they didn't want to be around their kids. None of them have ever told their family that they can't bring their children to events that they need to find babysitter for any child that's around their child's age or or little like that whatever the fuck what that is is your sister likes to be the victim she is thriving off the attention that your family is willingly giving her it is now, at this point, psychologically to me, seems far less about the fact that she lost the baby and more about the fact that she has now found a way to make everyone kiss her ass. And your family has no fucking logic, no fucking cooth, and I question some of their parenting skills, and I question your parents' parenting skills, to be frank at this point, because you do not coddle your child in situations like this for that damn long. You do not make everyone else inconvenience themselves to accommodate your grown child. 
you lost a baby, shit happens. We're not going to not include all of the grandchildren and cousins and, and the little kids in family events because you lost yours. Welcome to the club, bitch. Plenty of people have gone through that pain. And for her to have an attitude because you posted your newborn on social media when it was born. See, I'm a little different because I'd whoop my ass. I know I've been saying that a lot lately, but what you're not going to do is disrespect me in such a way and then come at me because, well, you should be more sensitive and you shouldn't have posted that online. Bitch, I shouldn't acknowledge the fact that I gave birth because you didn't? That sounds like a fucking you problem. Your sister needs some goddamn therapy. Even if she's not doing this for attention, which I feel like she is. Even if you want to say that, no, it doesn't seem like she's doing this solely because she thrives off the attention. Bitch, go to therapy. Talk to a specialist because clearly what you're doing is not working. There's a reason she has no friends. It sounds like she's kind of an entitled twat. And you shouldn't put up with that. So you were well within your rights to tell her, no, I'm not going to kiss your ass. No, I'm not going to not have baby showers. No, I'm not going to, you know, not go to a party for our aunt who wants to see my son there and not bring him because you don't want to be around babies. Bitch, that's a you problem. Stay your ass at home. And you would also be well within your rights to cuss your parents clean the fuck out for trying to make you bow down to your sister's wishes because she lost a child. The fuck? Not the asshole. Okay, I love ones where I can actually say someone is the asshole. This one says, am I the asshole for picking the same baby, the same name for my baby as my brother-in-law's unborn baby? Poster is a 31-year-old female, by the way. Her husband is a 33-year-old male and the brother is 36 years old. She says, my husband and his brother aren't super close, but we all get along well. My brother-in-law is pretty nice overall, but he does seem to be a bit jealous of my husband and just everything we have. But my husband told me that it's always been like this, so it's not really a big deal. I'm currently pregnant with a baby girl, our first baby, and we've been discussing possible names. There's one that we're pretty sure of. It's not super out there, but I think pretty unique nowadays, and I really like it. The issue is, this is the name that my brother-in-law and his girlfriend had picked out for their baby three years ago, if it was a girl, because they didn't know yet, but unfortunately, the baby died. His girlfriend chose the name from her favorite ballet, and I remember she would say that if she ever had a daughter, she'd name her that. We were at a family event over the weekend, and I mentioned that we had that name in mind. Brother-in-law looked kind of surprised and said that was the name they'd picked for their daughter. My husband said that we know, but we just thought it was a really nice name. My brother-in-law started saying we should if we should could reconsider and that there are other names and this one's really special to him i said we decided on the name and he actually didn't know he didn't even know if his baby was going to be a girl or a boy he was upset and kept saying that we should reconsider i got a little man told him that he doesn't own the name and they should be hoping for a healthy baby rather than worry about names brother-in-law dropped after that but sister-in-law my husband's sister told me and my husband that we don't care and we're intentionally hurting him so i'm going to read the first comment on this one you're the asshole. No, they don't own the name. That doesn't mean that they're wrong that you should reconsider when you've clearly known for years that it's special to them. Especially when the mere fact that you're having this argument shoots a gaping hole in your pretty unique reason for picking it, and you don't seem to have anything especially meaningful to counter that with. And they added, added, yes, the fact that you didn't feel the need to clarify it wasn't your current sister-in-law, but your brother's late significant other who died while pregnant makes this infinitely worse. 
I think it's pretty telling that you unequivocally the asshole, even without that little detail. Um, next comment underneath that says, almost this made me wince, the part that says, I got a little mad and told him that he doesn't own the name and they should be hoping for a healthy baby rather than worry about names. To clarify, they said this is the most insistent thing she could have chosen to say, and I don't think for a second she didn't know how this sounds. OP, take your own advice. Given that you know someone whose baby died, who would have been your husband, and so your niece or nephew, put your brain back in your skull and engage it. So, I agree. This person, th the poster, poster, bitch, and I called you that for a reason. You are completely the asshole. While it's not required that you kiss a person's ass, because of a loss, if you know that not only did they have that name planned, but they followed up and said that if they have another daughter, that that was the name that they were chosen because it is this woman's favorite ballet dancer and so on and so forth. Like they made it clear that they still intend to use this name. You picked this name to be a bitch. You and your husband are actually the dicks here. And your husband says that his brother's always been jealous of him. No, 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 baby. That sounds like your husband is an entitled jackass towards his older brother. And his older brother doesn't like putting up with his bullshit. And you decided to go along with your husband's bullshit and like, well, it's a pretty name. And why don't we go ahead and use it even though you knew the fucking sentimental value that it has to his brother and his wife. You are unequivocally irrevocably, undisputedly the asshole in this situation. Then you told him he doesn't own the name? No. But it's called being a decent fucking human being and being that y'all are supposed to be some semblance of a goddamn family and you stole the name from them because it's clearly not a name you would have chosen on your own. This is not a case of the older brother being jealous of the younger brother. No, 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 no. This is the younger brother wants to take every fucking thing that his older brother gets. That's what this is. And you feed into the shit as his, as a woman, you should fucking know better. As a human being, you should know better. That is absolutely bullshit. Your reasoning is bullshit. You are specifically doing this to hurt his brother and his wife. You're doing this on purpose. You, you and your jackass of a husband. There is no other reason for you to have chosen a name that you know they had selected once for their child, a child they lost, and that then you admitted in this post that they said if they ever have another daughter, that was the name they chose. And it's unique enough. So it's not an everyday common name. That means the name that you chose wasn't fucking Ashley, wasn't Samantha. It's from a ballet. It's probably very uncommon. Sure, I'm sure there's probably some people that have that name, but clearly you knew it was a name that they had picked out first. You're wrong. You're the asshole. The fact that you brought your dumb ass on here in a throwaway account says that you knew you were the asshole. You're doing this, you and your husband, to be vindictive. For what reason, I don't know, but this is pure malice and intent, and you're both fucking assholes. I'm not going to wish harm on your unborn child, but, because that would be far beneath anything that I'd ever do. I hope the child makes it healthy and happy into this world. But I hope that child gives you absolute fucking hell from the moment it enters this world on through its toddler years, its childhood years, and especially in the teenage years, if you decide to give it the fucking name that you knew your brother-in-law had for his child.
asshole. Next one. Let's pull out some wedding shit here, shall we? Am I the asshole for choosing my wedding venue? I, I, I The title of this is a little confusing, isn't it? How could you possibly be the asshole for choosing your own wedding venue? Let's talk about it. Here's what says. My fiance, 27-year-old male, and I, 27-year-old female, are planning our wedding and put a deposit down on a venue we love. Before we ever considered a deposit, we went to visit it because my mom and aunt are handicapped. I was adamant to make sure they could go. They both can walk and are not wheelchair-bound. It is just very painful to exist. Pause. I can relate. Carrying on. I talked to the venue about making sure they could, one, be dropped off directly next to the venue entrance rather than the usual parking lot with stairs. Two, come in and out with the wedding party so there was no worry for them to take their time or be embarrassed. Three, hiring EMTs to carry them up and down the one staircase. They can both travel on stairs, but I want to save them the extra pain as the event will be painful for them regardless. Four, there are special chairs, seat cushions, so it's as comfortable as possible. Five, seat them toward the back so they can change their position from seated to standing without feeling distracting. They are very insecure about their handicaps and try to hide them. The other factor is that it's a six-hour away destination wedding. It is a six-hour drive from one U.S. state to another. We are sending out our save-the-dates over a year in advance so guests have time to accommodate. We can help accommodate. Y'all are very nice. Anyway. My mom says she has nightmares about not being able to come. Y'all can guess where this is going. She says the wedding and the drive are too much. I assured her we have a lot of time to make arrangements, including maybe a private flight. We are not rich by any means. So this is a gigantic offer. More practically, I asked her to take the trips in shifts, meaning to have my dad drive her the first three hours, get a hotel to stay in for a night or so to recover, then do that again. My dad travels a lot. So he has a lot of hotel points and can afford the rooms and he can also work remotely so his schedule will be fine. My mom thinks I'm selfish and unreasonable. Now here's here's a clincher here. I was abused by my parents all my life, so I worry I am being selfish and unreasonable, but here is why I think I'm not. They take vacations to a beach three hours away. My mom was able to handle that drive and recover. Also, I've tried to make the right accommodations and even offer for virtual attendance if she feels she really can't do this. Am I the asshole? Let's look at the comments, shall we? Top comment. Not the asshole. You were abused by your parents all your life. They take vacations three hours away with no problem. Stop worrying about accommodating them and plan your wedding the way you want. Um, I don't agree with the person asking this question. To the, They said, I won't give a judgment on this post because there's a lot to unpack, but curious why you picked a venue six hours away. Destination weddings can be a logistical headache, so I'm usually just genuinely interested about what made people fall in love with a given location. I have a question for you, jackass. Why would you ask that question? It doesn't fucking matter what logistical headache it is. She already told us the logistical fucking headache she just went through trying to pick this particular venue, and it's her fucking wedding. I don't give a shit why people pick the destinations they pick. If they win, they can do the fuck they want to do. The guests just have to choose whether or not they show up and mind their fucking business. Um, but That's all I'm going to say on the comments. So, in short... To the poster, you are not the asshole for choosing your own destination. This is your wedding, your day, you and your husband. This is y'all's fucking day. This day is really only about you. You're not even being a bridezilla about it because you planned the shit out a year in advance, 
gate, sent out the dates, told everybody where it is, offered to help make arrangements and accommodations for them. You specifically went to this venue, which is six hours away. So that means you took time out of your fucking life, drove six hours to look at this venue in person and made all of these requests to accommodate your mother. I started to say something worse, but I'm not going to be as offensive as I would be if I were dealing with this in my everyday life. But I am going to say this. You have made all the accommodations possible. And then after she bitched and complained, you told her, okay, well, I, we can make a way for you to attend virtually if you can't make the drive. Here's how I would handle this, sweetie. I'm just going to give a little unsolicited advice. I don't invite the bitch. Yeah, I was trying not to do that, but oh, well, fuck it. I would uninvite her. If you're going to bitch after I wasted my fucking time making every accommodation to make you comfortable, you don't need to be there. Because that tells me that you're going to do whatever it takes to ruin my fucking day if you do show up. And since you're going to play victim, either way it goes. Because if I don't uninvite you and I just like, okay, well, you can attend virtually. Then you're going to go play victim. But I had to attend the wedding virtually because my child wouldn't have it close. Bitch, it's not your day. Stories like this is why I say if ever in some mystical twist of the universe I manage to get with a motherfucker and we're going to get married, we will get married at a fucking courthouse. I absolutely do not want a wedding because shit like this will get everybody cussed out, uninvited, and then we'll end up at the courthouse anyway. To my future spouse, bring me to the fucking courthouse, bruh. I don't want shit else. Courthouse. Courthouse wedding. Do not want a wedding because I would never be able to go through this. But to the poster, no, you are not an asshole for choosing the venue that you want for your day for you and your husband to unite in matrimony. Now, I ain't gonna say holy matrimony because it's weird to me, but whatever. You're getting married. Do what you want for your day. And if your mother does not want to show up, given that you mentioned that you've been abused all your life, it's kind of evident why. There's problems there. And rather than sit here and unpack the problems that your mother definitely would have psychologically here, tell us to stay home and go enjoy your day. Okay, now this one's a little bit juicy to me. Maybe this is just the side of me that loves other people's mess. I don't know, but let's get into it. Am I the asshole for wanting to get lunch with my boyfriend's wife? This is so messy. The title is so messy. You have, you have to understand why I chose this at this point. So it says, I, 25-year-old female, have been seeing my boyfriend, 27-year-old male, for the past couple months. He is currently going through an amicable divorce, or as amicable as it can get. And I've been there to help support in any way I can. His wife has expressed her want to meet me, and I wholeheartedly agree and wish to get lunch to discuss how she's doing, the two kids she has with him, and to get an idea of her and the years she spent with him. But the boyfriend went off the walls with that idea. His opinion is that it's gossip and going behind his back to judge his character through his wife and that I value her perspective more than his own and that I don't respect him enough to let him come along for this lunch. I counter that with that it's a necessary interaction and a needed connection as he'll be in consistent contact with her due to his kids and that a divorce is a difficult thing to go through. Him and the asshole for wanting to talk to his wife alone. Let's talk about the soft comment. It says, not the asshole she asked to meet, not the other way around. Your boyfriend's reaction makes me think he has something to hide and is hoping by stopping you for meeting his wife, you won't find out. Follow-up comment, yep, boyfriend's lying about something. 
OP update us around uh update us after the lunch. Um under comments says not the asshole person. I think you have one hell of a shiny spine for doing this. As the boyfriend, for some men, their greatest fear is when the women they know get together and compare notes. <laughs> now there is one person that's the devil's advocate here and says uh he knows his ex will badmouth him for no reason other than she's his ex. The stories on this sub often go 50-50. So I'm going to comment on this one because this is messy and I like it. I do see both sides. But here is my thing. You have it right, and here's why you're not the asshole. At the end of the day, as you pointed out, he still has to deal with this woman because he has two kids with her. Which means at some point, if y'all are going to go long term, you have to deal with her. My thing with him is this. Even if you feel like your ex is just going to badmouth you, it should not matter. Because the person that you're with should be able to see through the bullshit. Yes, your wife was with you longer. But she should the girlfriend, the poster here, should have at least a general idea of who you are by now. So she should be able to say if something doesn't seem right or if it's not something that she's encountered with you, maybe it's something that you've worked on and changed because you saw it was a flaw in your last you know, relationship, your marriage here. My feeling is like the original post. He has something to hide. There's something that he don't want to come out. And that's more likely to be the case to me. Yes, there's the possibility that his ex-wife is just a bitch, but you said that the divorce is as amicable as a divorce can get. So if the divorce, as he's been telling you, let's throw this in there. He's been telling you that this is an amicable divorce. Baby, this ain't amicable if he's worried that she's going to badmouth bad him. There is something there that you probably need to know. You probably don't even know the real reason that their marriage is ending. Is it for infidelity? Does he lie? Does he have a gambling problem? What the fuck is happening there? It's time to ask some questions, sweetie. Because what's going on here don't make no goddamn sense. So to me, no, you are not the asshole for going to meet with her. You should go to meet with her. And the fact that he wants to be there kind of suggests a little bit of uh is it narcissism maybe a little bit of a controlling ass personality did you ever stop and think that maybe the reason that she leaving his ass is because he too damn controlling and she got tired of his shit because his insistence on being there that's the part that kills me he didn't even just say i don't want you to meet with her no no, no. he said i want to be there is his wife afraid of him is he physically, mentally, and emotionally abusive? All three, one of the three, doesn't matter. Is he in some form, way, shape, or form abusive? And please keep this in mind. Generally speaking, an abuser does not immediately come out as an abuser. So you are the girlfriend and y'all are in the honeymoon phase right now. You're in the part where he's trying to show you the good side of him, but that ain't all of him. Could he be the abusive type? And if you say, well, he doesn't seem like the physically abusive. Well, like I said, he could be the emotionally or mentally abusive type. And those forms of abuse are just as valid as physical abuse because they leave scars that you can't see, but those scars last a whole hell of a lot longer. I would go because I would want to find out. I want to ask some questions. You have a rare opportunity where the ex is asking to meet you. Baby, take it. 
and get all the tail, all the details, get all the tea, get all the information that you can fucking get. Then discern for yourself what sounds like bullshit, what sounds like, a, you know, her being bitter and what sounds like her just being truthful, maybe trying to warn you to run the opposite direction, sweetie. Because something in that is giving red flags. I'm just saying, I would take the opportunity and let his ass be mad. And if she don't have nothing negative to say, then you just get something to play with him with. Like, so I met with your ex-wife and she just told me how good of a father you are and how good of a person you are. And it was just time for y'all to come to an end. So what the fuck were you so concerned about? Either way it goes, you win by taking this. Take the meeting, go out to lunch, have y'all a good meeting. Don't tell him where y'all going because he seems like the type that even though you told him you wanted to meet her alone, he gonna pop the fuck up at that lunch if you tell him when and where. Don't tell him shit. Call, to, call that woman. Tell her we meeting for lunch. Y'all make y'all's arrangements. Go meet her and go get all the tea. And by all means, please come back and spill the tea because I want to know. <laughs> I might have to keep following this thread because I legitimately would like an update. All right, so that wraps up this show. As we know with the Reddit ones, I do want to keep them a little bit shorter, around 30, 40 minutes, just to give y'all some content that's a little bit more digestible than the deeper topics that I sometimes go into that tend to go longer. Because the last show that I did went longer than I originally intended it to be, even though it was still under an hour long. So, and as usual, y'all know the, the social media by this point. So if y'all want to send me some suggestions, look me up on social media. Find me on my website, dracosden.com. Send me the suggestions. And if you want to support the podcast, y'all know how to donate, either on the Anchor version of the podcast, where you can donate to me monthly, or on my website, where you can donate to me individually as you feel like doing so. That being said... I'm going to go ahead and sign out of here for now. I'll catch y'all on the next show.